and welcome to Farm Bureau on the Hill. I'm Amy Beckham, and joining me this week is our Public Policy Division, Shelby Vinoy. Shelby, it has been a crazy week for you, to say the least. That would be one way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody mentioned this week that when the legislature kicks off, it is like a roller coaster. So could you tell us what uh, part of the roller coaster you're on? Yes. (laughs) So that's an extremely accurate way to put it. And picture your favorite roller coaster at, uh, say, Six Flags, Disney Mm -hmm. World. Dollywood. Of course. And you're in that incline where you can feel the clicks as you Uh ascend to the crescendo of the roller coaster. And then the brake drops and you're (laughs) holding on for dear life. There may be a photo taken midway through. At this point, we're just trying to get to the end. We're at that point where the brake is dropping. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that's all to say, y'all, that it was a very busy week in Nashville at the legislature for a variety of reasons. And when Shelby and I were kind of thinking about how we were going to organize this episode, um, really the best way that we know how is to do it in chronological order of what happened on Monday and then Tuesday and then the rest of the week. So Monday, um, obviously, probably y'all know that the governor gave his state of the state. And it's the first one um, in his second term that he gave where he presented some budget items. So Shelby, just kind of talk about the state of the state. I feel like it's a just a good um, kind of a historical, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just a, a good, you feel a lot of pride after leaving the state of the state and he- hearing the governor talk about uh, Tennessee. It really does. I don't know that I, it's probably one of the proudest I am to be a Tennessean than to hear about the accomplishments that we've had over the last year and to really hear the goals set out for us for what awaits 2023 and and into 2024. And I think it all kind of came in perspective for us when we were sitting up in the balcony for the state of the state, waiting on them to go get the governor. Probably one of the calmest it's going to be on the floor. Everyone's excited, conversing with each other. There are guests everywhere. And there was a young man sitting behind us and making small talk. We asked him who we worked for, assuming that everyone there is like us, that they are in the industry and they love what they do. And he actually doesn't work on the Hill. He just likes to attend the state of the state. Hmm. And we got to know this young man, and he just truly loves government and history and politics and he just came to see what governor lee had to say so it wow it was a really neat moment to to be there but you're right it was governor lee's first state of the state second term in office so all eyes are upon him we've had such a a roller coaster going back to that reference for the last (laughs) four years between a a global pandemic and tornadoes that swept across the state and, and a bomb in our downtown area that went off and um we've just had a rough couple years and just excited to see what Governor Lee had to say. And um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that we missed uh, First Lady Maria Lee. She was not there. um, As I think many people know, she's undergoing treatment and we wish her all the best as she continues in this next stage. But it it is just like a good cheerleading. You're just excited to see what, what everyone has to say. To say the least, his first term was a crazy ride. And also with Maria going through what she's going through. But he remains optimistic. And I think that shows in some of the budget items and the, the hopes that he truly has for Tennessee. So can you can you kind of give us some idea of what we can expect uh, of some of the kind of highlights that he shared um, in that budget? Absolutely. So I think 
considering who we are and, and the people we work for and what we do, that we should start with the money and his proposed budget for the agriculture industry. And I think one of the investments that we have coming our way is huge in the Tennessee Ag Enterprise Fund. Um, $17.5 million has been proposed to be allocated wow. for that. Um, 1.5 of that is recurring, which means that it will be coming every year to that fund. And then the other $16 million is a one-time investment. So it's huge influence that that's going to have in our industry with those projects and the food and agriculture and forestry businesses to really help them boost their local economy. So in the in the webinar, and I don't mean to interrupt, but if anyone's been tuning into our webinars the past few days or next week, Shelby will say in there actually how much of an impact this program has locally. What what is do you remember that number? Yeah, so every dollar that is spent in the Ag Enterprise Fund, $17.55 is contributed back to local economies. So the return on investment for what the Department of Agriculture is doing with this Ag Enterprise Fund is astronomical for rural economies. And the fact that the governor's funding that even more is is really good news. So anything else notable that we need to be aware of um, in terms of agriculture, but also beyond that? Yeah. So two other things to note in agriculture, we're going to see $1.7 million in emergency prep and response. Um, if you've been tuning in to any of the news briefs, pretty much on any agriculture site, you know that highly pathogenic avian influenza is kind of running rampant in the southeast and I think the governor and all of our stakeholders a special shout out to them they have seen how crucial a well-oiled vet's office especially on the state level is when it comes to navigating and mitigating disease whether it's HPAI, CWD, anything that could pose a threat to our industry. So they're allocating that and that comes in the form of 16 full-time positions in the state vet's office. So it's going to be huge for them to be able to operate and, and get their feet out from up and under them. And then another thing in the Department of Agriculture that I think is pretty near and dear to our hearts, Amy. Ooh, what is this? <laughs> um, $187,000 to Camp Clements in ah. Van Buren County um, for repairs, maintenance, operation costs. If you're not familiar with Camp Clements, it's the FFA camp that Amy and I spent many a summer at in a former life. So yep. we're, we're selfishly glad to see that yeah. some funding has been put their way as well. Um, so it looks like agriculture is going to have a really good year. And uh, we're just excited to be there um, on the sidelines cheering things along. And that's the oldest FFA camp in the nation. Is that's that right? right. Um, but yeah, Shelby and I served as state officers together back in the day. Um, so yeah, a little near and dear to our heart. Before we go on, Shelby, anything else we need to note um, with the budget, anything with the state of the state, kind of to wrap that up before we move on? I think one thing, I think we mentioned last week that all eyes are going to be on what's going to happen with this new transportation plan mm, coming yes. to Tennessee. And we finally kind of have a little bit of a skeleton for what that's going to look like. Um, and I, someone gave me a hard time earlier for enunciating the difference in billions, millions, and thousands. But I think that's important. Very um, important. Especially when you're talking about the amount of money that we're going to see in some of these projects. So... Three billion, with a B, uh, dollars is being allocated towards infrastructure and transportation. 
Um, you've probably heard about these choice lanes that are being discussed, additional interstate lanes to try to alleviate some of that traffic in our downtown areas. Um, so that $3 billion is going to be designated out amongst each TDOT region. So each will receive $750 million. And so one of the points that Commissioner Ely with Transportation made this week is that every single house district, so all 99 house districts, are going to receive some sort of benefit from this funding. And then another $300 million, so in total $3.3 billion is being put in. Um, 300 of it is specifically earmarked for local road projects. So those rural areas are really going to get to see some relief on their roads. Yeah, that's a concern we've heard about for years and years. So hopefully this is moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Another initiative that we're looking at is another $80 million in brownfield development. Um, That's something that the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation and the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development are working on. And Farm Bureau is is glad to be right there in the trenches with them to back them up on that issue. So for those who maybe don't know, can you explain what this brownfield development really means? Sure. So the best way I know to describe it is brownfields are where industry was perhaps once thriving and it is no longer. So one thing that we have, we've heard about it on the webinars this week, and we heard about it all throughout our policy development process is how crucial farmland is in Tennessee and how we are now the third fastest at losing farmland. So I think this is a good joint effort between the folks at ECD and and TDEC to look at revitalizing those existing spaces to bring economies back into rural parts of of Tennessee and to bring business and industry back while utilizing that space that's no longer green so we don't continue to take that vital green space. Very good. Does that have Monday wrapped up? I think it does. <laughs> I will give two more shout outs and then we can we can close the book on the state of the state, but we are getting six new TCAP facilities across okay. Tennessee. I think that's something that career and technical education and vocational education has always been at the forefront of Governor Lee's mind and it's something that here at Farm Bureau, we're extremely passionate about, and um, we're getting six of those all across the state. And then they're also doing some replacements for buildings at existing TCATs and creating new buildings at TCATs. So we're really flushing a ton of money into vocational and career and technical education. Um, and we're also going to be getting some new state parks across Tennessee. So if you're an avid outdoorsman want to go hike um looks like they're going to be turning some existing state property um, across tennessee up in the upper cumberland area and then in other places across the state into some new really cool state parks and natural areas Hmm. very good well thanks shelby for that uh extensive update on monday uh of this week crazy to think that was just one day huh yeah (laughs) but moving on tuesday was a really special day for many reasons but in particular because the farm bureau had their 2023 bell ringer luncheon in nashville where more than 650 folks gathered uh to talk about agriculture to talk about our century-old organization to network and visit with with lawmakers and it it just really was a special event wasn't it it was and this this event is unique to what normally happens on what you would 
hear about other days on the hill. It's a once in a four year mm-hmm. opportunity for Farm Bureau members. And we kind of do it in conjunction with the governor's election to try to ring in a new four years. It's more than just legislative visits on the hill. It's you come in for a program. We got to hear from both speakers in both chambers and kind of hear their goals for the session. And I got to see a lot of local, a lot of our volunteer leaders communicating and networking with their lawmakers. So it was just a really good reset for why we're on the Hill doing what we do. Oh, yeah. And um, for those wondering, a bell was rung. That's right. It It was was rung. It was rung by Mr. Mayberry and then uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally and Speaker Sexton. Um, And I'll just note here, that was an awesome event. And it was a awesome way to kick off the legislative session but they will be in session until April or May and so I think it was the perfect way to start off I mean our grassroots policy or our grassroots process is a year-round process to say the least but in terms of our legislative advocacy this is just the beginning and so we're going to need folks help from now until whenever they decide to to go home, right? Absolutely. I think we are just now starting to get into what I would consider the thick of it. Yeah. This is this is the ball game that we practice for from June to December throughout our policy development process. Well, anything else? I guess what what can we expect uh, moving into to next week? Next week, you would think with us having a crazy week this week, next week would be better, <laughs> but I'm feeling from this point out that's not going to be the case. Um, So we're picking back up in committee, um, splitting our time, going to meet with lawmakers about particular issues. We're going to hear from the Tennessee Department of Agriculture and uh, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency for their proposed budget and get a little bit more information on those few things that we that I spoke on earlier that Governor Lee had kind of teased out to us Monday night. And Shelby, real quick, it's important to note that some of those things well really the whole budget that he presented that's not the final budget that's going to be in place at the end of the legislative session a lot happens between now and when that budget is approved right that's right so the checks have not been written yet um the budget process is lengthy and very attention driven But it's an extremely effective process that we have here in Tennessee, and that's why we've been able to pass a balanced budget year after year. It has to go through the legislature. Some things have exact legislation that will run through the whole committee process and and through both chambers and be considered on the floor. And then there are other things that will happen through the appropriations process. So this is merely the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the budget. But I think we're all pleased here as, as to what that budget looks like and look forward to seeing what the legislature has to add. Kind of in closing, we do want to, this is kind of unique in the podcast because we're sharing it and we're making it public now. Uh, we do want y'all to be aware that if you are listening to this podcast and you are not signed up, for our legislative alert, contact your County Farm Bureau secretary and they can get you on that list. Basically what that alert looks like. And Shelby, feel free to go into any more details. But 
they send it every single either Thursday or Friday of the legislative session. And it basically gives a long, lengthy update of what's happened throughout the week and what you need to be aware of. And it does include this podcast. So for those listening who are hearing this via the legislative alert, we are grateful that you're signed up for that alert. And we encourage you to go and read the other information in the alert. And again, if you're not signed up for the alert, contact your county secretary. Did I cover all the bases there? I think that was a good way to put it. The alert is kind of the 10,000 foot view of what's happening in Nashville. And this podcast is kind of what I think of as the unscripted, what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> I like that. And and we are grateful that we're able to to share it with, with all of you listening and, and grateful that y'all tuned in this week. I know it was a long update and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to what's impacting agriculture and Farm Bureau in the legislature. Anything else, Shelby? I don't believe so. Look forward to talking next week. Thank you all. So have a great week and we look forward to tuning in next week for another update on what's happening in Nashville.